Folks, a quick message from our sponsors, Know Before. So what's a con game? It's a fraud that works by getting the victim to misplace their confidence in the con artist. In the world of cybersecurity, we call confidence tricks social engineering. And as our sponsors, Know Before, will tell you, human error is how most organizations are compromised. What are some of the ways organizations are victimized by social engineering? We'll find out here in just a minute. Now, our sponsors' questions about forms of social engineering come in this form. Know Before will tell you that there's human contact, there can be con games. It's important to build the kind of security culture in which your employees are enabled to make smart security decisions. To do that, they need a new school security awareness training. See how security culture stacks up against Know Before's free phishing test. Get it now at knowbefore.com forward slash phishing test. That's knowbefore.com forward slash fishing test. Now, no before wants to thank you for listening to the show and I want to thank them for sponsoring it. They are the provider of the world's largest security awareness and simulated fishing platform. Be sure to take advantage of their free fishing test, which you can find at knowbefore.com forward slash fishing test. Think no before for your security training. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub and CISO Talk Podcast, Veteran November Series that honors the brave men and women who serve this nation by sharing their stories of service. Each year for the entire month of November, we publish a daily podcast about these veterans. Buckle up and get ready for Veteran November. And now your host, James Azar. Well, everyone, welcome to another episode of Veteran November. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love doing these, right? Like it is my life mission. I feel like I look forward to November, not just because it's my birthday month and it's Thanksgiving and it's all the great things, but because I get to do Veteran November, I've got a very, very special person joining me on today's episode. John Dela Cruz, he's new. He, you, you just recently transitioned. You're a intern over at Lowe's at the moment. Right by the time this airs, you may have a whole new outlook on life by that point. But John, welcome to Veteran November, buddy. How's it going? It goes. Thanks for having me, James. I appreciate you taking the time to to share my story. Yeah, I I, I love sharing stories, so I'm very excited about this. So, folks, um, John and I are going to get started in just a minute. But please, please go to our YouTube channel, CyberHub Podcast. Check out our Veteran November playlist. It has all the episodes from last year, including all of the ones from this year. These are all vets. You can connect with them. We'll have the links to their social media. Just send them a note saying thank you. Um, you know, they don't do it for the thanks. None of them did. I promise you that. But they all deserve it. And in a month of November where we're thankful, where we mark the fourth Thursday of every November with the day of Thanksgiving, it's only right that we thank the brave men and women who volunteer to join the militaries in the U.S. and go and defend our freedoms. John, let me ask you this. What branch of the military did you serve? How long were you enlisted for? So served in the uh, United States Air Force. Uh, by the time I'm out, I would serve just over 23 years. So you're still technically in the Air Force. When's your official kind of discharge date? Uh, 31st of October. So 25 days from the day that this is, uh, we recorded this. We recorded this. By the time we air this, you will have been officially a civilian. Yes. And, you know, this is the most difficult time for a lot of people, right? That transition. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But tell us a little bit about 
why you chose to enlist, um, and and what did you you know what time out? Let me restart. What did you do in the Air Force? Kind of just general overview. Yeah, of course. So I'm actually a uh, munitions uh, manager, if you will, for lack of a better term. Uh, I'm pretty much an ordnance person, uh, kind of with the other services for for the Air Force for where ammo, um, and so that's what I do. I, I pretty much uh, count the uh, the bullets, put the bombs together, and uh, make sure the missiles are going to work like they're supposed to. Okay, so without you, missiles would not work. We're grateful. Talk a little bit, um, John, about why you chose to enlist in the military. So funny story, like, I, I guess for me, it was very selfish at first because I was going to college. I pretty much ran out of money and I, my mom made enough money to where I couldn't apply for a lot of grants and loans. Um, and so the Air Force came upon my, uh, pretty much came knocking uh, one day and I chose to, to enlist in hopes that I would get, you know, the GI Bill, get an education. And that was pretty much it. Um, and then that transformed um, later in my career in the military when I had a conversation with a young with a young airman. Uh, I thought it was just normal conversation, but turns out that I changed this person's life. And I had no idea uh, the kind of the impact that I had then, which changed the outlook of kind of like why I joined and why I stayed in. What was it? What was that moment, if you don't mind? What was that moment for you? And then how did your outlook change at that point from like, I'm doing this for the GI Bill? Because you could have done four years, gotten the GI and walked away. You're 23 years in. So so what was that moment for you? It was, uh, not to get too much into the detail, it was uh, pretty much an airman that had had some issues and, and couldn't really, um, really cope or find the, the, the means to get the help. And I just simply said, hey, you know, I've done this before, let me show you. Um, and kind of walked this person through uh, where they needed to go. Uh, I showed them kind of the way they took off um, and sought the help that they needed and decided to stay in themselves. And that's what changed their mind from, yeah, I'm done, I'm gonna get med boarded uh, to uh, I'm gonna make a career out of this because of you. And so for me, you know, trying to pay it forward while I was still serving, that that to me um, kind of pushed me into staying as long as I did. The, the paying it forward piece is just so, you never know whose life you touch right in the service because you're, you're constantly interacting. And did that happen like during your first enlistment? So that kind of made you want to re-enlist and continue to do it? Or was this kind of after you've re-enlisted? Yeah, it was after my second enlistment. Um, fortunately for me, I was overseas at the time and I just was, again, me being selfish at the time and young. Uh, I enjoyed my time overseas and I was living it up as a single person. And when I went into my second enlistment, that's when I had this encounter. Yeah, that's, um, thank you for your integrity and honesty and kind of sharing a feeling. Uh, that's, I think that's so, um, uh, so underrated and but but it's so important to talk about the fact that you know um i enlisted for this reason but midway through that changed my entire outlook and now here i am you know 19 18 years later you know just completely different 
if you look back at your time in the military and you can think of, you know, you learn a lot of different skills in the service, right? Um, not just from your job, but leadership and so, so many more. What's that one skill that's been instrumental for you um, that the military's taught you? Uh, if I were to name just one, um, I would have to say interpersonal skills because um, you get all the walks of life uh, coming into the military. Um, and it's you can't approach one person the same way you would another. And and it's so important, really, because as you know, as I've gone up the ranks and being a, a manager and a leader, um, which sometimes I felt I didn't fit, but it was something that I was expected to do uh, in the rank that I was in. Um, and it was just one of those things for me where, you know, it helped me um, kind of connect with folks and motivate people to get the mission done is w what we have to do in the military. You know, we have, we have an objective, we have to meet that objective. And for me as, as a senior NCO, we, we have to, you know, help people understand what that is, the why, and then motivate and then reward uh, is kind of like how I see and, and getting those skills in really helped me. Yeah. You talk about interpersonal skills and the different walks of life that have come into the military. Right. And that kind of takes me to our next question, which is, um, what does America symbolize to you? What does it mean to you when you think of this country? First thing that comes to mind is uh, it's a country worth fighting for. Um, and, you know, again, like going back to my one of the early questions about, you know, why I'm doing it. It's that's how it evolved. It evolved into um, after 9-11, after a lot of the conflicts that we've had and things that have been going on in this country. You know, it's worth fighting for. Yeah, we have difference of opinions, we have different perspectives. Um, you know, we're allowed to talk bad about people that are in leadership, but we're, we have that freedom to do so. And I think having that freedom is worth fighting for. And I think it's something we all should hold dear in our hearts, you know, because without this place, I don't think um, I'd have been here, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, when I think of this country, you said something a minute ago, talking about interpersonal skills and the different walks of life to walk into the military. And I've always, you know, I know why we don't do it in the service, but I've always said like the best way to get people to understand what America is, is take any one of our combat units, take off everyone's uniform, have them wear their, you know, whatever, however they like to dress, and then take a group picture. Then take a picture thereafter. And that kind of shows you the history of this nation, all the different races um, that have come to this country, that have made this country home, that this country brought in, and all of those first and second generation Americans, and all of those people that have been maybe, you know, from families that have been early settlers on this country before even this nation was, was, was declared and made, right, before the Constitution was written. And you see kind of that, the, well, what that means to every single one of them. And I think that's something that's really missing from our public discourse today is, you know, America is not just this. America is everything, right? And then I, I would, you know, I, I hope more people see it 
for what it is. And, and, and I agree with what you say. Yeah, we can have disagreements and yes, we can have issues and that's okay. That's part of our constitution, right? It's why uh, we're a republic with, you know, what we do, you know, so you're at the end of your transition, right? And you're in a very, um, you're in a place where a lot of people, either some people go down one path, others go down another Talk a little bit about what are some of the takeaways you've done now actively in your transition as you, you know, when this airs, you'll be a civilian, but right now you're still an enlisted service member. Yeah. So the key is starting early, uh, at least thinking about it. Um, I, I started a bit early. I started maybe a couple of years ago, but the thing was I had no idea what I was doing, not a clue. Um, and, you know, I would, go on LinkedIn, look for people, learn some things. I, um, and it was just a matter of, you know, uh, there's so much what ifs. Um, and it's a lot of stuff that I couldn't control. And, and I came to realize after some time, you know, having a chat with folks, um, listening to different perspectives. Um, and I came to the conclusion that don't try not to control. You can't control what you can't control. Um, go in there and take care of what you can take care of. Uh, and for me, that was, I can have um, an outlook of, you know what, this is an adventure. Um, I'm going to come in at this and, and, and do my best while still learning and continuing to pay it forward to other transitioning service members. Because this, um, for some, is very, very difficult. Um, personally, I've been fortunate um, with, you know, things have been going extremely smooth for me. Um, I've had amazing folks in my network, people that have helped me, um, that led me to kind of the different opportunities that I have now. Um, and I just been 100% in, you know, and it's, I'm grateful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's, you know, the, the, the time it takes to prepare a significant and I think 23 years in the military, you're kind of, um, it's a very long relationship. For some people, it's the longest of their life. Um, you know the military more than you know your spouse, your family, because you've spent, you know, you've spent probably more time in the service than you have with either or of those. That's the longest relationship in one's life. Walking away from it is, is, is um, I know some people have told me, you know, they, your last day, you kind of, you're, as you're leaving base, it's the last time you're kind of driving off. Um, you know, there's, there's that moment of, I can't come back. Like, that's it. Like tomorrow morning I get to sleep in and I don't know what that means. Yeah. Bittersweet. Bittersweet indeed. You, you know, looking back at 23 years in the service, if you could think of one thing that you loved about it, what would it be? Oh, there are so many. Uh, for me, though, it's been the experience. Um, I've the Air Force has given me um, so many new skills, so many experiences, uh, living overseas, uh, dabbling in with different cultures, really seeing how things work in other places. Um, but it's something that I'll never that I'll always have with me, uh, I'll, even when I leave service. Um, that's always going to be a part of me. Uh, it's not going to be who I am, but it's going to help, you know, influence a lot of things in my life moving forward. 
Awesome. John, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story on Veteran November. I really do appreciate it. Congratulations on 23 years of service. Um, and and I know uh, on behalf of every one of the 300 and some odd million Americans that live in this country, we're all grateful uh, that we've had people like you in the military watching over us. Um, folks, that's it for another episode of Veteran November. Every single day for the month of November at 2 p.m. Eastern, you can catch a whole new episode. So please make sure to go check it out. Give it a like, comment, thumbs up, and just put in thank you below. That's really all you need to do um, to make these uh, brave men and women feel appreciated. Till tomorrow, have a great rest of your day, and God bless the United States of America. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.